The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 1. Book 2, The Paper Age. Chapter 2, Petition in Hieroglyphs. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 2, Chapter 2, Petition in Hieroglyphs. With the working people, again, it is not so well. Unlucky. For there are twenty to twenty-five millions of them whom, however, we lump together into a kind of dim, compendious unity, monstrous but dim, far off as the canai, or, more humanely, as the masses. Masses, indeed. And yet, singular to say, if, with an effort of imagination, thou follow them over broad France, into their clay hovels, into their garrets and hutches, the masses consist all of units every unit of whom has his own heart and sorrows, stands covered there with his own skin, and if you prick him, he will bleed. O oh, purple sovereignty, holiness, reverence! Thou, for example, Cardinal Grand Armoner, with thy plush covering of honour, who hast thy hands strengthened with dignities and monies, and art set on thy world watchtower solemnly in sight of God for such ends, what a thought that every unit of these masses is a miraculous man, even as thyself art, struggling with vision or with blindness for his infinite kingdom, this life which he has got once only in the middle of eternities, with a spark of the divinity, what thou callest an immortal soul, in him. Dreary, languid do these struggle in their obscure remoteness, their hearth cheerless, their diet thin. For them in this world rises no era of hope, hardly now in the other, if it be not hope in the gloomy rest of death, for their faith too is failing. Untaught, uncomforted, unfed. A dumb generation their voice only an inarticulate cry. Spokesmen in the King's Council, in the World's Forum, they have none that finds credence. At rare intervals, as now in 1775, they will fling down their hoes and hammers, and to the astonishment of thinking mankind, flock hither and thither, dangerous, aimless, get the length even of Versailles. Turgot is altering the corn trade, abrogating the absurdest corn laws, there is darth, real, or were it even factitious, an indubitable scarcity of bread. And so, on the second day of May, 1775, these waste multitudes do here at Versailles Chateau, in widespread wretchedness, in sallow faces, squalor, winged raggedness, present as in legible hieroglyphic writing their petition of grievances. The chateau gates have to be shut, but the king will appear on the balcony and speak to them. They have seen the king's face. Their petition of grievances has been, if not read, looked at. For answer, two of them are hanged on a new gallows forty feet high, and the rest driven back to their dens for a time. Clearly a difficult point for government, that of dealing with these masses, if indeed it be not rather the sole point and problem of government, and all other points mere accidental crotchets, superficialities and beatings of the wind, 
for let charter chests use and want law common and special say what they will the masses count to so many millions of units made to all appearance by god whose earth this is declared to be besides the people are not without ferocity they have sinews and indignation do but look what holiday old marquis mirabeau the crabbed old friend of men looked on in these same years from his lodging at the baths of mont d'or the savages descending in torrents from the mountains our people ordered not to go out the curate in surplice and stole justice in its peruke marechaussee sabre in hand guarding the place till the bagpipes can begin the dance interrupted in a quarter of an hour by battle the cries the squealings of children of infirm persons and other assistants tarring them on as the rabble does when dogs fight frightful men or rather frightful wild animals clad in jupes of coarse woollen with large girdles of leather studded with copper nails of gigantic stature heightened by high wooden clogs sabots rising on tiptoe to see the fight tramping time to it rubbing their sides with their elbows their faces haggard figure halve and covered with their long greasy hair the upper part of the visage waxing pale the lower distorting itself into the attempt at a cruel laugh and a sort of ferocious impatience and these people pay the tie and you want further to take their salt from them and you know not what it is you are stripping bare or as you call it governing what by the spurt of your pen in its cold dastard indifference you will fancy you can starve always with impunity always till the catastrophe come ah madame such government by blind man's buff stumbling along too far will end in the general overturn de general undoubtedly a dark feature this in an age of gold age at least of paper and hope meanwhile trouble us not with thy prophecies o croaking friend of men tis long that we have heard such and still the old world keeps wagging its old way end of book two chapter two